Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting-edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone. Welcome everyone to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. Today's guest has a business that solves a very common problem for so many business owners who struggle to meet deadlines. If you could see me, I'm pointing my fingers at myself right now. Recently, one of my own consulting clients asked me in one of my mastermind groups online about blogging. And she said, Debbie, I feel like I should be blogging. I need some SEO for my website. And I feel like I should be writing articles, writing blogs, and doing that at least once a week or two or three times a month. And she said, tell me how important that really is to my business because I don't have time to write blogs. I don't have the energy. I'm spent at the end of the day. I've been intending to write more and I never get around to it. So what do you think? Is it that important? And I said, well, you know, obviously if you talk to anybody in the SEO space, search engine optimization space, they will tell you that blogs with relevant keywords and topics will drive traffic to your website. So it is important. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many blogs out there. Um, Writing articles are a huge benefit to marketing your business. I actually have a deadline coming up for an article for a local magazine with huge visibility in my community. And I'm under the gun. I've got to get that article written and submitted, edited and cleaned up and submitted before that deadline. So I felt her pain. I could hear the frustration and tension in her voice. It's like she knew she should be doing it, but she doesn't have the time. And I think we all know the answer nowadays. We do need to be able to spend some time writing articles, posting information on our websites, whether you call it a blog or, you know, local news update or whatever you call it, because it does drive visitors and traffic. And this is free traffic and Google likes relevant content on our websites. But most of us are so overwhelmed running our businesses, good intentions fall by the wayside deadlines get missed opportunities get missed if i could just submit a short narrative about a a volunteer event i held last week at my company i've already been told by the local newspaper they will publish the event uh, in the newspaper because it was a a really great um, volunteer event uh, utilizing uh, my nonprofit and providing free house cleaning to women with cancer i haven't written that article yet So I'm going to miss out on a huge opportunity for some free publicity if I don't get my act together quick. So we all know we should be writing. We all know we probably should be blogging, submitting content to our local newspaper that's relevant and submitting uh, editorial pieces or expert tips and advice to our local magazines. They will publish the content if we will just take the time and the effort So I am just so excited to have this guest in the studio with me today because he has a business that helps solve that problem for us busy owners with good intentions and uh, lousy follow through. So my guest today is Steve Gamble, president and owner of Edit This, and he says that he can put a pin to 
anything you need. Steve, welcome to the show today. Debbie, it's great to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm really glad to have you because I believe your service is definitely the answer to many very busy owners' uh, dilemma of not being able to meet deadlines. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your business and how you actually came about starting your own business because I know you've been writing for a long time. So tell us a little bit about that and how you got started. Well, the first thing I wanted to do was come up with a catchy name. Uh, You know, I actually came up with the name of uh, Edit This probably about seven, eight, maybe nine years ago. I remember, you know, at the time I was telling my wife, you know, if I ever were to go out on my own and, and, and try to do something different, I'd call it Edit This. And the reason why was because typically the first thing out of all my friend's mouth was, hey, Steve, edit this for me or hey, can you can you edit this? Um, I just didn't do anything about it initially. Maybe I was too afraid to pull the trigger. Uh, something you know things like that but in 2014 um, I had been writing on the side for the longest time really and was uh, working full-time as a branch manager for a local bank Uh, one day I just had it you know I wasn't happy with what I was doing it was a great job but it just it just wasn't me Uh, I knew what I wanted to do all I had to do was like I said pull that trigger so I took a leap of faith and started edit this and uh, I haven't looked back since Uh, basically what I do to answer your question is I provide writing and editing services for everybody, but especially business owners. Uh, like you said, I've, I've found that business owners constantly have a full plate. Uh, they need help with all types of writing, uh, to promote their businesses. And that could be anything from blogs to content writing for their websites, book editing, newsletters, res- I mean, even resume assistance. They've got kids that have term papers. I mean, they're, it really runs the gamut. You have given me several ideas that it <laughs> never even occurred to me. And I really think this is valuable for our listeners because we think of somebody who writes as somebody who's going to write articles and blogs for the most part. But you just described several things that I already have a need for today. Letters you know, professionally created business letters, whether it's a rate increase for your customers that you need some help crafting the the professional message, or if it's a welcome letter to prospects in the community that you want to introduce your business to, who would have thought to have you design, create, and come up with the content for a letter? I mean, even emails are a perfect example too. I've been approached by friends, um, even business clients that have said, hey, I'm trying to send this email out. I don't want to come across as too um, salesy, salesy, or, pushy. or even angry. Um, you know, <laughs> trying to drive, trying to drive a point home, but yeah. at the same time, not come across as just a total, well, for lack of a better word, jerk. Uh, so they, you know, they, they have me yeah. take a look at things like that, and and I always like to say anything involving the written word, I want to take a stab at it for them. Well, I like that you've helped me realize there are so many more other services that you can provide to business owners because the small business owner is overwhelmed and we all have good intentions and we all have things we want to write. Uh, I just had a meeting this morning at my office about a good intention that's been going on for six months now of a welcome letter that I had good intentions six months ago to have already created and ready to be sent to every new move-in in my town. 
And here it is six months later. And so I have a feeling I'll be calling you afterwards to see if you can help me with those letters. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. So would you say you do have a strength not only in the content, the professional side of it, but also creating some sales message and some sales language to help somebody also create a compelling reason why they should try your product or your service? Absolutely. You know, one of the first things that I try to do whenever I'm uh, writing any type of content for my clients is I first want to meet with them and try to get an understanding for, okay, what's the message that you're trying to get across? Like the nuts and bolts of it. What exactly are you trying to get across? Tell me about your business. Because I work with a lot of different business owners. I've worked with everybody from a real estate, a real estate developer to uh, family law attorneys, uh, travel agents. I mean, you name it. Um, I've worked with a bunch of different, I mean, even a woman's uh, hair salon. Uh, so there's a lot of different businesses out different there. Different styles. Different styles. Some people are a, conversational. Have, Some people are very, very professional, like a doctor or a, or a lawyer. Absolutely. And you have to be able to mirror their uh, style uh, and, and their personality. Uh, for their business. And so that's one of the first things that I do. And, and not to mention, everybody's got their own business. And I don't, I'm not a guru at uh, being a family law attorney. So I want to get an idea of, of what are some of the, the main push button topics that you want to focus on. So you and take the time to do an interview to kind of get a feel for their message. If I can get away style. with that, absolutely, absolutely. And my clients appreciate that. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes I have to fly off the cuff and, and work with, um, you know, what they've got on their existing website, maybe learn a little bit about their business as we uh, as I uh, try to craft whatever it is that they need me to craft. And uh, But either way, um, I prefer to meet with people just, just so that I can get to understand Even over them. the phone. Yeah, even over yeah. the phone. Over the phone, in person. Um, it's the, it's one of the best ways of obviously being able to tell your story, which is why I'm here today. I'm a storyteller and I like to be able to help people, uh, tell their story, tell their story in their voice. Exactly. And that, that's always been my fear is to let someone else write my letter, write my emails. It won't have my voice. It won't have my personality. It won't have my style. And to work with somebody who takes the time to interview you, I see this as a long-term relationship, not just one blog or one article, but somebody who gets to know your business, gets to know your voice, and then can turn around and create content that really matches how you want to sound and how you want to come across. Absolutely. I never want to cut my clients out of that development process. I always want to make sure that I'm telling their story, and it sounds just like what would come out of their mouth. Well, fantastic. I have lots more questions to ask you. So we'll be right back with more from our guest, Steve Gamble with Edit This. It was an early morning yesterday. I was up before the dawn. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and, and really on the web at debbysardone.com. But I must be moving on. Everyone hates a dirty house, but who wants to spend Saturdays cleaning? There's the vacuuming, the dusting, the mopping floors, scrubbing the toilets, cleaning the showers, and who even has the time to clean the ceiling fans or wash the baseboards? And if the kids have a game, well, there goes the weekend. That's why I use Buckets and Bows Maid Service. I love my busy life and my clean home. Today, nearly half our nation's fighting forces are members of the Guard and Reserve. When they are called to active duty, they leave behind a family, a community, and a job. 
Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, a Department of Defense agency, honors and protects the bond between service members and their civilian employers. Whether serving our country or supporting those who do, we all serve. To learn more about ESGR, call 1-800-336-4590 or visit esgr.mil. You're listening to RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is Steve Gamble with Edit This. And before the break, we were having a great conversation about how he got started as an entrepreneur. Now he is the president and owner of his own company, writing content every single day for us struggling business owners out there who have deadlines to meet content to create and no time or energy to to do it and possibly not the skills to do it well so welcome back steve thanks for staying over absolutely so before we launch into some more great uh information and tips that you have for us today i i i realize you've already in your third year of business and i know it was a very scary thing to quit your job and go start your own business Uh, i'd like to have heard that conversation at home you're going to do what (laughs) you know it is scary to launch your own business and studies have shown us that 95 percent of all business startups fail within the first five years clearly you're already on your way to success what would you say has has helped propel you forward so far well you know obviously having a wife and two small kids definitely uh lights a fire under you um don't you don't want to fail in those circumstances uh uh, I've actually been pretty amazed by how well things have gone. It, it's sort of a niche business. I mean, when people think, oh, you're a writer, you're, you're a professional writer. What does that mean? How, how can I, where do you go with that? You know, how do you explain that? Um, but I've done, I, I did a great job during my time, or at least I think I did during my time in banking of getting to know local business owners uh, and being involved in the community. Um, what that did was it, it gave me a, a solid foundation with which to work, and it's really helped me propel this business forward. Um, I always like to to say that had I tried to start edit this 10, 15 years ago, even though I was a writer at that time, um, I don't. I really do feel like I would have fallen flat on my face. I didn't have the relationships that I have now. I I didn't understand the importance of being. Uh, uh, heavily involved in your community, uh, things of that nature. And so all of those things combined and, and plus what I learned from being in the banking world really helped me know where I wanted to go, have more of a defined path of how I wanted to push forward. And um, So really maturing as a business professional over the years absolutely. was a piece of that success. But tell me a little bit about emotionally what that was like to start a business because I can imagine the roller coaster. You're excited one moment, terrified the next, thrilled and full of energy one moment, and then overwhelmed the next. What was that like for you emotionally? Oh, I was petrified. And I always like to give off this persona that nothing scares me, that, hey, I can handle anything. But, you know, when you're leaving a full-time job like I had working for somebody else and you say, you know, I'm just going to do this on my own, you're really kind of putting yourself out there and I uh, you're taking away that security blanket absolutely which is really a myth Uh, because corporate America doesn't really offer security but it seems like it absolutely and so I 
I always like to joke that I will never jump unless there, I know for a fact that there's a net underneath me to catch me. <laughs> and so to do something like this was really out of my comfort zone. And I can even remember my wife saying, you know, are, are, are you sure you want to do this, that, that this is going to work? Because like I said a second ago, I mean, I have a wife and a nine-year-old boy and a four-year-old boy. And it, it's not just about uh, focusing on what Steve wants all the time. It's I've got a, I've got a focus on being successful and taking care of my family and being there for them and and all that nice stuff so absolutely i was petrified but as i'm sure you've said time and time again to other business owners at some point you have to pull the trigger and you have to take that leap of faith i never once doubted that i could do the work that i could be a successful writer i always had confidence in the way that i wrote and it was uh, it's a passion of mine and so I felt like I could take that and push forward and find a way to make it work. And so luckily, your, your I confidence did. was a big part of it because you were very confident in your skill. Absolutely. And obviously, the timing was better because, like you said, you had taken a few years to mature and build relationships and probably develop some business skills mm-hmm. from your previous job. So timing energy and just the confidence that I know I can do this and people need my service. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as you say, um, I was looking at your website and as you say, you can handle anything involving the written word. (laughs) What are some more examples? Because I know you gave us in the first segment some really great ideas from letter writing to creating some emails and different uh, sales content over and above writing articles and blogs. But what else maybe more interesting projects or things most of us wouldn't think of that you can offer you know i've actually been given some pretty interesting um options to help people uh actually it's a funny story i was actually asked to craft a pa and a public address announcement uh for the bank that i used to work for they were actually needing to put together a short little piece for a local high school football game during halftime you know they say hey go visit you know blah 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 business um, so I helped them with that. It was um, kind of interesting. They just said, hey, we want to push this particular product. We only have two sentences to do it in. Can you help us out? So that was one perfect example. I also helped someone uh, come up with the right words as a, as a beginning uh, for their GoFundMe page. Uh, oh, fantastic. Absol- absolutely. So there's, there, it really does. The, the questions I get on, on what can you help me with, they really do run the gamut from what I just said uh, a second ago to, hey, can you, ch- can you take a look at this email for me? I want to make sure that, that, that it sounds right uh, to everything else that, that I've mentioned as far as the larger projects with blogs and content writing and things like that. You know, these are things that most of us wouldn't think about. I recently helped someone rewrite her introduction on her GoFundMe page because she had a need and it was terrible. Her introduction was terrible and it took her a while to get to her real story that would compel people to donate. And her cause was very sincere, very legitimate. And I said, I'm telling you, no one's going to donate except the people that know you best if you don't change up your introductory statement because there's nothing emotional there. There's nothing that compels me to read more. And I mean, you just nailed it. You want to create a hook yes. right off the be- right off the the, the uh, right off the very beginning. You want to create a hook, something that's going to pull the reader in and make them understand. Okay, what's the purpose of this article moving forward? What's the part purpose of your message? And um, if that's about you and why you do what you do, then 
it needs to be right at the very beginning because that's what's going to draw people in. You, you lose people. Too mm -hmm. many words nowadays, we're used to skimming through content and text. We get too much of it anyway. You lose people so quickly if you don't hook them, as you say, Absolutely. in writing. If you don't hook them in the in the beginning. And a hook isn't a gimmick. Is a, a hook is an opportunity for somebody to see immediately that what you've written about is something they are interested in. You know, and it's the same thing because I, I have failed to mention so far, but I'm, I'm actually a, a, a sports writer for the Denton Record Chronicle as well. And that's the main thing about newspaper writing is, I mean, no, you know, you can write this great 15, 20 inch story and it could be a masterpiece, but Unless they're skimming you, the headlines. They're skimming the headlines. They're reading the first couple of graphs. And unless you've got a perfect anecdotal lead or something like that that's going to draw them in and say, hey, you really don't want to put this article down, then it's very difficult to get people to read the rest of the article. And so that's my goal is to be able to help give businesses um, a, a voice. A voice. Now that is interesting because, you know, I'm thinking of the many voices that all the different businesses that I'm involved in. I, I actually have four businesses that I'm responsible for that I've started. And, you know, you just reminded me of something that I had never thought of. And it sounds like not only can you write our PSAs, you can write our press releases, but you can help us write um, messaging to our donors. And so you can help nonprofits for sure, who need this help. And in terms of ROI, return on investment, when people say, well, I can't afford to hire a writer, my opinion is you can't afford not to mm -hmm. if it's the sales content for your business or if it's an emotional message you have to get across for your nonprofit, you can't afford not to. Because how many donors are out there who would line up if you could just hook them in the first sentence and maybe give you 5000 10000 25000 So we can't really look at the expense of hire, hiring somebody to do something that we're not capable of doing or that we aren't going to be as good at it as sure. an expert. And I, you really just gave me more ideas of how we could <laughs> use your service. So you mentioned something right before that. And I'd love to get, you know, you to help us understand what you mean when you said, in your voice as a business owner, can you give us one or two tips before the break? And then if you have more, we can carry that over. What, what would maybe be a tip or two about helping us in our own voice? Well, for starters, it's imperative that you give your business a clear an authentic voice to communicate with your clients. Number one, it, it helps you stand out. It helps you build relationships, which in my mind is absolutely huge. Who picks up a phone book anymore? Nobody. Nobody. I don't remember the last time I even saw a phone book. It's I, in my trash can. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So um, what you want to do, they want to know who they're working with, what makes your business different. Uh, and Having a clear voice and being able to communicate that is is absolutely huge. And not being confusing. I'm surprised at how many businesses are actually confusing when they try to describe their service or their, their, their business. Absolutely. Uh, my job, like I said, as a professional writer is to just help those business owners come up with the right words uh, to effectively communicate those ideas um, and, and more importantly, stay top of mind to their, to their clients. You know, I think most of us wouldn't even realize that we need to have a voice that stands out in our community, that we can't be generic 
and we need to have a style that people recognize when they read our blogs, our articles, our Facebook posts, our Twitter feeds, or whatever it is we're pushing out there. We need to have a voice. It needs to be consistent. It can't be written by four different people and none of it sounds the same. So I totally get the voice. And uh, I'm I'm excited that you're going to be staying over after this next segment. So don't go away, everyone. We'll be back in just a moment with Steve Gamble of Edit This. If you're enjoying this episode of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, give us a rating on iTunes today. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. Do you worry about how much someone else drinks? Do you feel that if the drinker cared about you, he or she would stop drinking? It's not easy dealing with a loved one who drinks too much. Al-Anon family groups are for anyone affected by someone else's drinking. Before you can help the problem drinker, you need to help yourself first. For a meeting near you, call 1-888-4-AL-ANON. 1-888-425-2666. A message from Al-Anon family groups. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. We've been talking to Steve Gamble of Edit This, and this is the lightning round segment where I get to try and help our guests, our entrepreneur guests, uh, with one of their business challenges or questions. So, Steve, I know you came prepared with a question today. What could I help you with as a new business owner growing a business? Absolutely. Well, there are many business owners out there who are one man shows, uh, just like myself. We do everything, um, on our own. Uh, we're the only employee for our business. So at what point during our business's growth process, is it ideal to start looking into hiring employees? And with that said, should we be so quick to make that decision? You know, that is a question that comes up no matter what kind of business you have, from service businesses and they're ready to maybe hire some administrative help in the office to solo entrepreneur businesses like yours where you're doing all the work. And I think the principles are the same just about any type of business that you have. Um, You're under a lot of pressure when you're the only person, you're the one-man show. My firm belief is the first sign that it's time to hire outside help is when you are losing money, when you are turning away business because you personally are at capacity. And, you know, if you've ever read the book by Michael Gerber, it is absolutely my favorite book on the planet. If you haven't read it, I would say don't walk but run to your next Amazon login and get the book called uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It is a phenomenal book for entrepreneurs. And that book will help you. But one of the things he talks about is how entrepreneurs become technicians in their own business. And they end up trading one job for another, especially if they had an overbearing boss in their corporate world. And then now they are the 
biggest, most overbearing boss they ever worked for. <laughs> you know, they trade a 40, 50 hour a week job for an 80 hour a week job. And you're the toughest taskmaster you've ever worked for. So my philosophy is when you are at capacity and you're turning away business, there's two things you, you can do immediately. Number one, you raise your prices. And a lot of solopreneurs feel some kind of a personal obligation to their longest term clients who were there with them from the beginning and they feel the sense of loyalty that well they were with me back when I first started and what would I have done without them and I don't want to raise their price that's a mistake you're in business prices go up we don't get mad at the grocery store every time bread or milk goes up we just buy it it is the way it is every time gas goes up the delivery of everything goes up and so the first thing you do when you're at capacity I don't have another 15 hours a day to write <laughs> and I'm turning away business, you raise your prices. And so what used to be $50 project now is $60 or a $65 project. Doesn't mean you double your prices, but you raise your prices. And what I teach people is you have nothing to lose when you raise your prices on a new inbound client if you don't have the ability to service the demand anyway. So what if they say, no, that's too expensive, but you learn a lot and you gain a ton of insight. If you raise your prices, you quote it, and the person says, that sounds good. Can you have my deadline finished by next Thursday? And you're thinking, oh my goodness, I was terrified to charge more than I charge today. So that's your first step and your realization that, you know, it was time for me to give myself a raise. Every business has to raise prices. If you go year after year after year after year without raising prices, it's a huge mistake. And I teach this to maid service businesses all over the country. They'll la allow five years to go by. Number one, they're afraid. <gasps> if I raise prices, I might lose a client. Number two, they feel some sense of loyalty. So they don't want to raise prices five, six years down the road, now their prices are outdated. And you have so much further to raise that old client than you would have if you had raised them incrementally every year, every 18 months, or at the absolute least, every 24 months. You know, if, if somebody hired you three years ago, and you were 30 bucks for this particular project, three years ago, it three years later, you probably should have already gotten up to 40 or 42 or 45. And I, I don't know what your price structure is, only you know that. But letting it go three years is too long. And feeling like we're supposed to be loyal to our longest term customers, you have it backwards. My belief is no, they need to be loyal to you. Mm -hmm. You were there right by their side when your prices were low and you gave them a really good deal. And you've been faithfully writing for them all these years. They should be loyal to you and respect the fact that as a business, you got to go up. So capacity and raising your prices is the first step. Then when you truly are at capacity or you'd like to be able to take off on Fridays and not write, there's an opportunity to outsource some of the writing and hire virtual assistants. And that is so much cheaper than having to hire someone. And if your business is in your home, it's very impractical. So then you have to think about, you know, 
renting an office space. But when you work out of your home, it's too personal of an environment to bring someone into the home maybe two days a week or five days a week to work for you full time. You can hire virtual assistants and get them for a lot less money because they don't have gas and travel. They might be a stay-at-home mom that wants to help write for you at 9.30 at night when the kids are bed in bed. What do you care? You don't need them to write from 9 to 5. You just need them to be willing to commit to a deadline and have the skills that, you know, meet the qualifications you're looking for. And then you can put the final touches and the, the Steve Gamble magic on the end piece. So they, if they have some decent skills, they are somebody who helps you write your content. You can, if you work with them long enough, you can teach them how to use the voice of each of your clients. And then you take a final pass. Instead of you spending four hours on an article, maybe they spend three hours at a much reduced rate to you because your client, you know, you're charging your clients probably double what it costs you to, to outsource it. And then you spend an hour, 45 minutes or 30 minutes tweaking it and making it perfect before you put your business name on it. Because again, it's your reputation. It's your business, and you're the one responsible for speaking in the business owner's voice, especially if you've been doing that for the last three years. So you can outsource things and and just hire virtual assistants to help you. You could start with one and give them piecework. And what's really cool is when you're at capacity and you're about to turn down work and you raise your prices, now you've built in margin doesn't cost you much to outsource something you would have had to turn away in the first place. You find some retired school teachers that would love to maintain their skills. You find some stay-at-home moms that gave up a career to raise a family, but they want to maintain their writing skills. And you give them an income, they get to work from home, and you get to take on more clients. So think out of the box, make sure you raise your prices when you're at capacity, and think about using virtual assistants and spread that out. Don't just get one virtual assistant you depend on find two or three so that when the projects really flood in you got three people that can work for you and then you just fine-tune the finished product do you think that would help oh that's fascinating information you know like i said i'm in year three and it's a constant uh, learning process when you're in business for yourself and so any tips that i can even get uh, from professionals like yourself that have been doing this for quite a while I'll take it any day of the week. So thank you. Well, you're so welcome. So many solo entrepreneurs that have a skill like yours. It's very unique and uh, very refined. Feel like they really can't scale their business. That once they sell their own personal 8, 10, 12, 15, 16 hours a day worth of work, they're maxed out. Well, that means your income will forever be maxed out. And that's not necessary. If, If you can let go of some responsibility and trust others with your baby that means writing content for your favorite customers your bread and butter if you can trust them and work with them and help them refine their skills to fit what you're looking for you can scale your business can you imagine if you had 10 virtual assistants out there and all you did every day was just tweak their work instead of you completely coming up with content the income is uh, potential is unlimited you just do more marketing you just get more customers in the door 
Think about if you had 20 of those writing for you. So, you know, then you can take a vacation and not have to write a single piece. A vacation. <laughs> I know. You probably haven't seen one of those in three years. My wife's going to hear this and yes. she's going to be like, do it. She's going to go. listen to this radio show and she's going to go, okay, let's start looking for our first She's probably assistant. already <laughs> scheduled it, Debbie. She's probably already scheduled it. <laughs> so I'm so happy to help you with that because that's I appreciate what I love it. to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, I do business consulting and training with maid services all over the country, but I've worked with actually all over the world, but I've worked with uh, local business owners because business is business and the principles are universal and the same dilemmas that you have as a solopreneur they have when they have 15 or 20 employees working for them. And so business principles are universal. So when we come back from our break, Steve, I do want you to share with us a little more of your insights on how to help a business, number one, create their own voice and speak in their own voice and write in their own voice. So don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back. It was an early morning yesterday. I was up before the dawn. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and and on the web at debbiesardone.com. But I must be moving on. One in five children in America go to school hungry every day. I'm Viola Davis. I was one of those children. I was one of the nearly 17 million kids who worry where their next meal will come from. Join me with the Safeway Foundation and the Entertainment Industry Foundation to help us end childhood hunger. Help undo hunger for America's children. Go to hungerise.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason, a national nonprofit dedicated to cleaning the homes of women battling cancer. We recently partnered with Ford Warriors in Pink to help provide more good days to women fighting breast cancer. Ford has been active in the fight against cancer since 1993 and are dedicated to helping those touched by this devastating disease through actions that support, inspire, and empower patients, survivors, and co-survivors throughout their journey. This year, Cleaning for a Reason and Ford Warriors in Pink will provide 500 additional house cleanings to women battling breast cancer. To find out how you can help or receive this gift, just go to cleaningforareason.org or warriorsinpink.ford.com. You're listening to RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. You've been listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, and today's guest has been Steve Gamble of Edit This. And Steve, thanks so much for such interesting conversation today. Well, I'm extremely excited to be here. Words can't express it. As funny as what? that may sound. That's not possible. As funny as that may sound. <laughs> that is I'm great. sure I could find a way, but it'll take me a little bit. I have no doubt that you could express it quite eloquently. But what's so important is, you know, I love to have guests that come on here and can provide tangible information to other entrepreneurs who are struggling to do what they want to do in their business, get things done, move it forward, grow it. And I kept thinking over and over again how so often 
in business, especially when you're a small business, maybe you're struggling, business owners tend to, like what I like to call, they step over dollars to pick up pennies. <laughs> and people will think, oh, well, someday I'll be able to afford to hire a professional writer. Someday I'll be able to afford to hire someone to write my blogs or write my letters or, or all the other things that you're going to help us with. And I keep coming back to how much money do we leave on the table as business owners because we never get around to doing things that we really need to do to move ourselves forward? How many articles could you have submitted by now to a local newspaper that wants your expertise, your tips and whatever, but you're so busy running your business, you never submit those articles? That's free publicity. That's free advertisement. And if you're looking at the cost instead of the gain and the benefit or the results of these activities that you don't have time for or you don't have the ex expertise for, you're focused on the wrong thing. And I, I truly believe business owners have to stop looking at the cost and calculate the cost of not going ahead and getting some help in areas like writing. So before the break and before we did the lightning round where I got to help you with your business challenge, um, you started telling us about helping a business write in their voice. Can you give us some more? I know you said you have like five easy ways to help us write in our voice. Can you give us some tips on that? Sure. And they're all interconnected. And I'll, I'll say them first and then provide a little bit of an explanation. Uh, number one is obviously having a website. And there's a lot that goes with that. And I'll explain in a second. Number two is blogs. You mentioned that earlier with your own clients. Number three is building a social media presence. Uh, number four, a lot of people don't think about this, but newsletters are very key. And then uh, the fifth one is, is advertising. Uh, so going back to the beginning with websites, that's where people are likely going to go first to look into your business. And it's important that you have the right content on that website to promote who you are what you do and where you're located. Uh, that can be anything from, you know, having a page that just has bios for everybody that works there, including yourself, uh, because that gives potential clients a, like I call a peek behind the curtain on, on who works there uh, and what they're all about, what their expertise is, what they enjoy, you know, things like that. Basically, you're giving your business kind of like, I mean, you're, you're giving somebody an inside peek into, not just a business. Your personality. But your personality. Your style. If you're a dentist office and you uh, pride yourself on having a warm, friendly um, family environment where you can bring the kids in and grandma and grandpa can come in and get their teeth. I mean, you know, we can service any age, uh, you know, any need or what have you. The last thing you want is to have a website that's boring and drab, doesn't have a whole lot of pictures, graphics, words, content in general. Cold. Cold. Yeah. I mean, is that how you want to promote your business that's the complete 180 opposite? And Absolutely I think not. a lot of people really don't think about hiring a professional content writer for their website. They hand over content writing to a web developer. Well, and I was just about to say that. Which is a huge mistake because they know coding. I was just about to say that. They can I, give you the bells and whistles. What, yeah, what I try to do is I try to create a turnkey product. I have relationships with several different website developers and you're exactly right. Those guys or, or gals, they're, they're fantastic at what they do. Coding, doing all the ins and outs on the back end of the website and things like that. But nine times out of 10, what will slow a project down for them is either one, the client is saying, hey, can you go ahead and come up with the content for me? Because the website developer 
that's not really their it's thing. Not, but they do. That's not their expertise. And then number two, what really drags it down is says, well, you know, they're honest with the client and they say, well, you know, that's really not my thing. Can you go ahead and provide the content for me? And of course, now they're that, overwhelmed. Now they're overwhelmed because, well, where do I begin? That's where I can come into play. And, and you know, I was recently working with one of my clients, a maid service business owner, and they were going on and on about how important their green cleaning was to their client base and how important that green cleaning is in their business and their brand and their message. And I went to their website and I had to dig to find uh, how important green cleaning was to them. And they said it really resonates with customers. And I read all the testimonials on the page and not one testimonial said, we really value the green eco-friendly products they you use. You will lose business if you don't have the right content on your website, even if it's as simple as, hey, where's the phone number? Where can I find the phone number? Who's the owner of this business? Where? What's the address? Do they have testimonials? Those are all key elements that all fit together like one giant puzzle piece when it comes to a website. And as business owners, we get too close to it. We can't see it anymore. You know, they, we Absolutely. always used to say you can't see the trees for the forest and you really can't see what's missing on your website. Like you just said, something you would think is obvious is a phone number or nowadays because of the modern technologies, a book now button. Um, we're too close to it. We can't see it. We need an outsider to look at it and say, didn't you say it was important to your clients that you're green or eco-friendly? There's Absolutely. no messaging on your website to, to convey that. Absolutely. And to take it a step further with the website, that you know obviously brings me into step number two, which is the blogs, which we've mentioned over and over again with this. Blogs, for those people that don't know, they're basically short web articles. And they're great because what they do is you can share informational news on your industry you can share self-help tips you can even share videos fun stories from the from your travels if you're a business owner that goes out and about and does a bunch of different things meets with a bunch of different clients like i do um that really resonates with clients because they get to understand who you are a little bit they but get to know you absolutely but what, taking it a step further what blogs do is it creates content then that you can then share um, and, and can help build leads for you. Um, How long should a blog be, in your opinion? You know, honestly, you don't want to make them too long. I would say 500 words, really, or less, is sometimes all it takes to get across a key piece of information. If you're an IT expert, say you fix computers, and there's a new um, update coming for Microsoft or what have you, you know, you want to share that with your clientele, just get the nuts and bolts out there share how you can help them with that. Don't give too much information. Yeah, don't give, You'll yeah. lose your audience. Well, you don't want to write a five page blog. I mean, who, who does that? So um, that, that's very important. Number three is obviously building a social media presence. The blogs can obviously be shared to places like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, you need to make sure that your your business has that sh social media And people presence. are kind of bad about that. They'll create original content on their Facebook post when they could have created the content on the blog and shared it. Absolutely. I use Facebook a lot for Edit This. I use Twitter for my sports writing. Um, and both have been a godsend in terms of connecting with clients and sharing blogs and other happenings with relative ease. So that those are you know some key ones right there. Number four, like I said earlier, are newsletters. People don't really think about that a whole lot, but what newsletters do is they provide a tangible piece of info that a client can leave your office space with. 
and it it and it seems old fashioned, but I think people like to hold things like, in their hands. I like old fashioned. I'm a yes. newspaper writer for crying out loud. Yes, so. <laughs> I like to hold a book in my hand still. Absolutely. And so newsletters, what they do is it gives them something they can leave the office with, and it still achieves a lot of the same principles and purposes that blogs do, and having a website and things like that. It allows you to be able to share a little bit of something about the business, informational or human interest. Uh, behind the curtain type stuff to really help your clients get to know who you are and what you truly care about. Some of the the, the nonprofits and charitable organizations that you deliver to and, and work with, those are those are huge. So many business owners, the good things they do and the great accomplishments they have are the best kept secret in town. Because they're so busy selling their service, they don't take the time to tell their story and tell it often to where people will remember their story. Exactly. And the fifth one, I want to get this in real quick too, is advertising. And you've mentioned this several times uh, today too. I don't think business owners put enough money or effort into advertising. Uh, But it can be accomplished in a variety of ways. You mentioned newspapers. You mentioned magazines. You also mentioned earlier, and you kind of spoiled it for me but just which is a good thing but you know check with local uh magazines about becoming a guest columnist put something out there we have not because we asked not exactly uh but you know if you can do something like that in a neighborhood magazine um it gives you an opportunity to connect with clients and share what you do on a much different level and i think doing all of those together it's those are easy things that you should be doing right off the bat to help push your business more top of mind for clients. And you need to spread yourself around. You can't just be only on Facebook or just email customers or just text your customers or just be in a coupon book. You need to be everywhere for people to find you because some people don't look at their junk mail, but they do look at You really need to take a deep dive into what you're doing on advertising and see what's working for you. Where are you getting your leads from? If it's from the local magazine, maybe you should be putting more uh, time and money into the local magazine as opposed to the door hangers that maybe not are bringing you any business. Exactly. And Uh, the magazines really do help you scream, we are the experts, we know what we're doing, and we are different in this space. So I, I tell you what, Steve, you have given us so many great ideas to really take and implement into our own businesses. And really, you've given me many more ideas and ways that I could use a service just like yours and what's really cool about your business is we don't have to be in the same town Uh, one of my clients from nebraska or florida can hire you for services so absolutely anybody listening anybody this 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 man knows his stuff steve gamble uh, steve gamble president and owner of edit this Thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. And everybody, I hope you enjoyed this segment. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember to clean up in business and life.